Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 400. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today I have my co-host, John White. John, how are you doing? Doing really well. It's uh, kind of uh, crazy. I had someone send me a note on Twitter saying, John, stop doing the, uh, the report on what color the bay is. It's always dirty green. And I was driving across the bridge today, and sure enough, dirty green. Dirty green. So that might be the last uh, Color of the Bay report from me. No, we want more. It's great. Uh, yes, it's the 400th podcast. Uh, technically, it's probably over 400, but the numbers kind of are squishy, right? You know, if you add them num- on TalkShoe, it's, it's like 406 or something, but whatever. Uh, this is the official number 400. Uh, on the show, we have a hackathon at VMworld. Uh, should be fun today. We have... Several of the people that are going to be training uh, for sessions uh, for the hackathon, as well as we have Alan and uh, William Lamb and Alan Renouf in the room as well to talk about the concepts of the hackathon. And uh, they're pretty much the organizer and driver drivers of it. So uh, excited to have them in the room today talking about hackathon. Before we get to the hackathon, a lot of stuff going on for VMworld. Thought we would just give us give everybody an update. Uh, we're just a couple weeks away, uh, then three weeks away from Europe. So if you haven't registered, get out and register. Uh, Corey Romero, are you on the call? I know there's a lot of VExpert news. Maybe we just do a drive-by on the VExpert status, and you can talk about what's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, so uh, we had three major announcements go out last night uh, for VExpert. We had uh, the second half VExpert announcement go out. Uh, which brought up the total of the the VExpert. Uh, we also had VExpert NSX awards go out, as well as the uh, VExpert vSAN awards go out. And I believe William Lamb is in the room with you, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. William Lamb is on, is on those is on those lists as well. Oh, very nice, very nice. Um, so this is the second half year no, uh, nominations and awards that that, that go out. Are you? Are they going to get invited to the VExpert party? Yes. Yep. Yep. Invites already went out to the VExpert party, and also for the new um, NSX um, program, we also um, sent out the summit invite to them as well. So that's all out. Um, if for some reason you were not on a list and you were an NSX VExpert, um, I did send email. You must have missed the application, and we're resolving those today. Okay. Great. I saw some of that myself. Um, Good. I I did hear a rumor that uh, Michael Dell might show up to the VExpert event in Vegas, so that should be interesting if he shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're still Good. waiting. Wait, still waiting for that. That is that is still a rumor. Absolutely. Okay. Well. Well, good. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. That should be nice. Okay. Uh, any other news that we need to talk about, John, before I, we get going? I just, I just want to make sure that all the second half of the experts know that they're welcome to the entire party, not just the second half of the party. <laughs> yeah. Bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Um, other than that, if you haven't been plugged into VMworld, then you're probably too late, and you should just get on Twitter and read more. <laughs> on the show today, CodeFest, Tim Bonneman is also here. Um, we have guests that are, are joining us. We have um, Jian Lim. Jian, are you on the call? Yes, I am. 
All right, great. She's going to be doing a hackathon training for uh, getting started with vSphere. No, no, that's you. A hackathon training for getting started with Clarity. So she's a Clarity expert, and she's going to be running training for Clarity. We also have in the room Steve uh, Trefthan. 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 Okay. You're going to be doing getting started with vSphere automation. Correct, yeah. Great, great. Uh, and then also we have Cody D. Arkland. Cody, you're on the call. Yes, sir. All right, great. You're going to be running integrated VMware APIs with Amazon Echo. So you're kind of a little bit of rock star in my book because I think that's the coolest stuff ever. So looking forward to hanging out with you. And I know we're going to be giving away Amazon Echoes for people that are at the hackathon. So that should be fun. So thanks for being on the call. And then in the room, we have William Lamb. Uh, last year, you guys uh, worked on the hackathon. Is this the second year? Yeah, this is the second year. Last year, we kind of came up with the idea. And we just kind of wanted to do something fun with the, with the VMware Code guys. And, you know, attendees are kind of, you know, they're attending so many different sessions, right? They're kind of standing there listening to presentations, and we wanted to do something a little bit more hands-on. So I kind of sat down with Alan and figured out what could we do to uh, have a little bit more community uh, with, with our customers, our partners, in our field. And we kind of came up with this idea of doing a hackathon, very similar to what we do at VMware. Right, right. And then finally, Alan Renouf. Alan, you know, I, I don't know if I should do the introduction. You know, runs all the uh, APIs for you know the, the VMware stack in the data center, right? And yeah, pretty much what you do. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And last year, you were part of the hackathon as well. You, you and and yeah. William were, were were instrumental in making it happen. Um, exactly. What's your my, my best time at VMworld last year was was at the hackathon in uh, in the US and Europe. And I think we had five or six blog posts that said that that was also the best time for some of the attendees as well. Right. So I mean, if you need no other reason to attend, then <laughs> right. do it because it's it's fun and it's it's a way to get started with what we're doing and come along and have fun. Right. And the, one, the one thing I want to say about this before we get started as well is it's not just for those people that know how to hack. It is for the people that want to learn how to use APIs, to learn automation, to get involved. So just come along and, and get started. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And, and to, to that point, there are some things we learned um, about the hackathon last year, right, with regards to we got feedback on how hard it was to get stuff done in a couple hour uh, time period. So I, I think we, we've taken that to heart. So we've changed a little bit of the structure on how we're doing hackathons this year, right? Yep, yeah, definitely. We got a lot of feedback. And one of the feedback that we got was that, you know, a lot of folks just wanted to attend. We had a lot of drive-bys. And, and some folks actually watched for a couple of hours and then actually sat down and joined a team. And we had some folks who wanted to get started but wasn't sure how to get started. And so this year, one of the things that we're doing differently is we're, we're introducing this concept of a hackathon training. It's technically not even related to the hackathon itself, right? So it's actually independent. So you can go there. And we picked a couple of topics based on feedback from our customers. And, and we'll have some of the trainers talk about some of the sessions. But the idea is that you can come here, learn about you know, our APIs, learn about our Clarity framework, learn about some of the CMA stuff, and just get a little bit hands-on. Right? We're, kind of, we're going to be bored to death with slide work through the entire conference. And this is where you can have a one-on-one -on -one kind of you know, hands-on lab kind of scenario where you have an instructor trained-led session. Um, and it can also go be a little bit more dynamic. Um, and that was really well received. I think we've got great uh, registration so far for most of the attendees. 
Yeah, I think actually they're full with the exception of the one. One one has a few slots left, right? But um, And I think that's interesting. It reminds me of the Usenix days where you had in the evening, you had stuff you could learn, but it's a lighter weight format. The other thing we changed was we also opened up slots for people that just want to come watch. Yep. So we you can register for a second hackathon uh, session that's basically come watch the hackathon. And then we have food and drinks for everyone, which I think we're trying to hit 300 people this year versus last year was kind of like 80 and there was no watching. It was you come get on a team. So it's, it's much more of an open process. We, we definitely went a lot bigger this year, uh, you know, with everything. And I think the other piece of it is it's a, it's a nice alternative, right? You're there for so many days. A lot of people are going to be partying, drinking. And this is a nice alternative, especially when it's the start of the week. You really don't want to go that hard. And it's just nice to be able to meet people. This is a great time to mingle, meet colleagues that you didn't before, even within VMware. There's a lot of folks I had never met because we had spoken over email. And it's great to, a great time for partners and customers to also have some meetings prior to VMware week getting a little bit crazy. Yeah, certainly a great way to start off the week. And we, we had people dropping by last year, actually. Um, it was great to see people just coming in and talking to the teams or finding out what they're doing, how they're doing it, and learning from them as well. And we also had people like Ray O'Farrell drop in as well to find out what was going on. He'd heard about the, the hackathon, so he came by to see what the customers were doing. So it's, it's good for, for both customers and for VMI guys as well. Yeah, I, I think so. And then the other feed that back we got from the hackathon last year that I remember was that it was hard to get started. The teams had like this open, the open theme, and how much can you actually do in three hours, right? And so I think this year with the training sessions, we're actually starting with a with a with a base of functionality and an idea or a or a swim lane that then the team members can you know get going ahead of time and then, you know, allow people to contribute based on what they learned in their training sessions. Yeah, right. yeah absolutely. And I think a lot of the teams are, uh, they're also doing a lot of self-organization. I think some of the teams are, are some of the folks are repeats um, and they've kind of gone off and self-organized, you know, created Slack groups, reached out Twitter and kind of doing that preparation. And so I think, you know, we've learned last year was really the first year that we've done it and we really came up with the idea a couple of weeks before VMworld. Uh, so I would say we're a little bit more prepared this year. Yeah. So Tim Tim Bonneman, I, I I should introduce you to you're running the code program and code is sponsoring yep. this. The reason we were able to do a bigger program was just because of Tim. So Tim, what do you think of this? Uh, what are your goals and objectives of having a, a a hackathon and being the basically the one that's funding it? Well, it, it, it's great to see a lot of excitement. Uh, a lot of new people are joining this year. People are joining for the first time, both in the U.S. and Europe. Um, they're very excited based on the, the great things they read last year. Um, we're almost at capacity in the U.S. We're like 81, 82%. So if you want to get in, uh, you really need to hurry up and, and get registered. Um, and, of course, for the program, we, um, we saw last year a lot of momentum coming out of the hackathons. Um, and so we want to kind of replicate that this year and then take that into the fall for, uh, you know, recruiting new members and, and driving some activities here uh, with events and, and also internal. So we're very excited. So, so, so I've noticed on some of the other events, we ran an event, Code ran an event two nights ago, I think, uh, where you're actually also uh, running Slack channels, external Slack channels, where people can come in and have discussions during the event, right? So are, are you, are you going to have Slack channels for some of these subjects going on uh, when the hackathon's happening? Yeah, so the, the, for the hackathon, we've had two Slack channels, one for the U.S., one for Europe, since last year, and they've uh, they've been you know kind of quiet uh, over the course of the year, but they're getting very active again. They 
U.S. channel just hit the 100-member uh, mark. It's uh, very active. People are scheming uh, and coordinating. Uh, and some, is, as, as uh, William said, some are already creating their own little team uh, channels to, to coordinate. Um, so definitely. And or uh, uh, anyone uh, can join VMware Code and, and join that Slack channel if they want to hang out virtually during the hackathon. Um, they're free to do so. And this year, the code website actually has sample sample exchange integrated in. So if people want to actually share code or upload code or expose code, the, the code site has sample exchange integration, and you can actually do that. It, it, it should be interesting to see if we can actually get some interesting code out of that. I know that uh, we've looked at the uh, Alexa code right, and able to share that. So I think right. as these teams form, it would be neat to see kind of repositories show up on code where you have the source and then you have a Slack channel with that where people can ask questions and engage throughout the year on these subjects. So That's neat. a great point. It's not just Wanna, about Monday night and attending the Monday night. It's about furthering your career, furthering your knowledge, and being able to give back to the community as well. We saw some of that last year with some of the GitHub repos that were formed after the hackathon. Um, and I'm hoping we'll see a lot more about that this year as well. And specifically, one of the training sessions certainly takes you through the uh, GitHub repository, downloading that and how to contribute those samples back as well. So we look forward to uh, receiving those. Right. Some of these sessions are, you know, what I'd call developer sessions. Uh, clearly, the the getting started with Clarity, you're going to be writing some code that's real developer code. Some of these sessions are more DevOps, right? Code behind deployment and integration, like using the vSphere APIs to, or you know, the REST APIs to be able to control. You're kind of like data center through code, right? Where you're controlling automation. Um, I think that's a fine thing, right? I think code gets into both of these spaces, right? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. We've got a great mix of training sessions, and as you said, like it's not just about coding; it's about you know, it's about DevOps, it's about automation, it's about everything, right? It's also learning about new technologies, too, so it's not focused on something that knows development. It's something that just wants to know, like, Clarity framework, right? Like, uh, I've heard so many good stories about some of our internal trains for Clarity that you can literally get an app up and running in five minutes. So if you're a busy VI man that wants to create, like, an internal portal and you just never had that time and you're at VMworld, this is a great opportunity to sit down, talk to some of the developers and learn about it and get started in five minutes, right? So the sessions aren't meant that you have to have the experience. We're going to kind of baseline it and we'll have kind of introductory content and depending depending on the crowd and the feedback, we can go get really advanced or we can kind of go through some basic concepts and, and walk through some samples and all. So having spoken with some of the trainers and all that, I know that that's kind of the plan in theory and a lot of the stuff is all going to be in GitHub so that after the fact, you can clone the repo, you can extend it like Alan said, is that we don't want this to be the only event within VMworld. We want this to be a continuation ticket to grow with it. And last year's repos, I think some of them, the teams are still continually developing it and enhancing the repo, right? So it's kind of like giving back, learning about these different technologies that you may not have the opportunity uh, uh, during your normal day-to-day -day job. Yeah, and, and uh, just, just to uh, do a quick self, selfish, shameless plug, uh, one of the sessions that Steve Trevethan and I are actually presenting at VMworld itself is a session on using the uh, SDKs. And in that session, we do actually take you through creating a sample app and including the currency framework as well within a couple of minutes. So as, as William said, you know, it, it's easy to get that clarity stuff up and running and we're going to show you exactly how to do that in that session. Great. 
And that's a good lead in to maybe some of the session owners, uh, the trainers, and maybe we can just start with uh, the clarity. Ji-Yun Lim, uh, you're on the call. Um, thanks for joining. And why don't you tell us just you know, a minute or two who you are, what do you do at VMware and the ecosystem, and, and, then, we'll get in, and then we'll get into your session. Okay, great. Um, so I'm Ji-Yun Lim, and I'm a um, UI engineer under uh, CPBU, which is responsible for the um, vSphere uh, products. And um, I work on the Clarity uh, project here at VMware. So Clarity is our open source user experience framework. And really, our mission is to inspire builders to create better experiences. So what we do is we publish design guidelines and resources, both for product designers as well as engineers. And so we have um, what we have as artifacts is uh, a fully decked out enterprise-ready components library that is built on top of Angular. And Angular is a popular uh, front-end um, framework for building uh, complex web applications. So uh, what I plan to do in this uh, in the Clarity, getting started with Clarity Hackathon training session is to take the participants through building a simple web application uh, from the ground up and to make REST calls, to fetch data, and to add interactivities uh, to the application so you kind of get a feel for how easy it is to create a um, polished uh, and beautiful looking uh, interfaces that are also fully functional. Um, so that you can easily, uh, for the hackathon and beyond the hackathon too, right, um, to be able to convey your ideas and to be able to have the users test out your ideas. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So I know, that, uh, William, we're setting up, you know, server for the training sessions, right? Does that mean there's, it's going to be live, right? She's going to actually be working on something oh, yeah. and having yeah, that code there. I'm asking the trainers to do very, very little slide. Uh, I think we'll have some concepts to introduce, but we really want folks to get hands-on. And so for all the participants or folks that want to continue, consider joining, bring your laptops uh, for the environments that need servers. You know, we do have these for environment uh, provided to each of the teams. And literally, the users will be logging in and will be stepping into the code. So yeah, there won't be any slide or any kind of fake stuff on, on the environment. You're going to be doing this live. Great. And so Ji Yoon, you're going to actually be, you'll have your code base there. Will people in this session be able to you know, get at that, that code base uh, during the session, look at it, and try some of that uh, on their own laptop? Sure. So the plan is for um, Clarity. We already publish what we call a, a seed application. So it has all the infrastructure built in or it's a blank application with maybe like one or two uh, placeholder components. So what we will actually be doing is to start with that, and we will be um, doing live coding. So I will be kind of leading, but also explaining explaining the um, kind of the mechanics behind right uh, some of the concepts in the um, Angular uh, framework. And so they will be coding along with me. Um, so it won't be so much um, just watching it, but it'll be very hands-on and, and interactive. So the, the the session that you're going to be doing is a is an hour and a half, um, I believe, or somewhere in that neighborhood, and it's going to be right in the same place as the hackathon. So really, we take this as all just one big hackathon event, even though you're you're running that training as a separate session. Uh, I know you've you're fill up. There's 50 slots. Uh, we're trying to figure out if there's anything we can do there. Is there standing room only? That kind of thing. Uh, are you going to also be around during the the hackathon afterwards? Do you have some time? to be part of the, the main event so that if people have questions on trying to make a project that you, you might be around to advise? Absolutely. I uh, plan to be around, and I know that some of the teams um, here and um, elsewhere have been kind of formulating ideas for um, 
their own hackathon session. So I'm very interested to see, but I'll also, yes, be available and around um, to kind of answer any questions or to help out or um, collaborate as well. Great. So uh, this is a great way. So we do have some hackathon slots still open. So if you're listening to this, this is just a way to not only learn some code, but then get time with some of the key evangelists who know how this stuff really works, right? So thanks a lot for, for doing that. I, I appreciate Before we move appreciate on, that. can I just ask, ask a quick, quick question? And that would be, what would be the equivalent of a Hello World application? Would it be something like pulling uh, vSphere vCenter status and just posting it on a web page? Would that be the equivalent? Um, I think I'm still trying to kind of um, spec out uh, what would be full but uh, manageable use of hour and a half. So um, I think something like that would be um, considered the Hello World. I haven't uh, fully specced out what kind of features we'll be building um, during the training session. Cool. Well, I'm excited. By the way, that's exactly what we do in our uh, session I was talking about earlier. <laughs> we actually hook into the vSphere API, we bring back some information, and then we put a nice clarity UI on the front of that. So, yeah. I'm sorry to end game you, Alan. Okay. All right. So, it's session. Okay. All right. So, that session uh, is VMTN6719U. I think you can get on a wait list if you're in session builders. Well, that's wait the other thing I wanted to mention, too. One of the things that we changed this year was that it was really hard to kind of add this to your own personal scheduler. So, this year we work with the VMworld team. So, all of these sessions are actually in schedule builder, including the training session. So, there's still slots in there. So, you can take a look, add that to your calendar, and get that all organized. So. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the biggest feedback, one of the big other pieces of feedback we got last year was. We didn't know this even existed, right? Because it wasn't in Schedule Builder. So, congrats to everybody that worked hard to get all of this defined and in Schedule Builder. Yeah. Um, we had to kind of bend the rules a little bit to have a session that went till midnight. You know, no, or the eleven was great, and, I, and yeah. I, I think they got the feedback, and I think we're going to try to make it better even next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving on. So uh, we have Steve, and I'm not going to I'm not going to say your your last name again. Sure, right. Uh, getting started with vSphere automation. Why don't you introduce yourself? How long you've been at VMware? How long have you been in the VMware ecosystem and what do you do? Yeah, sure. I, I uh, manage the SDK team uh, and work very closely with Alan uh, on the API, the CLIs, and the, uh, the SDKs. Um, and the, the session that I'm going to do is I'm going to um, be accompanied with one of the guys that's on my team, um, Tian Hao, and the two of us are going to end up showing people how to get uh, quickly started with the Python SDK. So that, that goes from... Uh, you know, a machine that essentially has uh, no way to run the SDK on it to downloading uh, Python, getting the Python environment set up, um, downloading the, the SDK, um, going over uh, our new open sourcing of the SDK. The SDK is now available on GitHub. So we'll go through that process, walk people through the process of getting the SDK installed on their machine, uh, getting the necessary uh, Python uh, bits set up, and then um, illustrating. That, so that's going to be probably the hard part. The easy part, I think, is actually going to be connecting to the API and actually doing something interesting. So uh, we're going to walk through a, a number of examples of uh, fetching data through the REST API, um, and and uh, we'll walk through um, you know showing hosts and listing VMs and stuff like that. And then we'll also walk through uh, some of the examples that are in the the SDK itself. Uh, one of the things we're doing is encouraging people to commit back to uh, the SDK. So we've created sample templates that make it very easy to uh, get started with a, uh, an application. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll be big cheerleaders for people uh, forking our repo and contributing back and, and uh, helping us grow the sample base that we have. Sounds sounds really professional, right? Like like maybe that's part of your job. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's what I do. Yeah. Uh, 
I like it. Um, you're going to have a server there as well, right? So obviously the examples you're going to be doing are setting up. You're taking me through how to get things set up on my own laptop so that I'm, I'm capable of writing some code. Then because you have a server in there, I'm going to be able to run that stuff and connect to a server and actually have it do something. Yeah, absolutely. So Williams provided us with an environment which we spent the last couple of days uh, working with him getting set up. Um, we'll have uh, an endpoint that uh, a wireless endpoint that people can connect to that will connect, get them connected to a, a vSphere endpoint, um, and then from there they'll be able to log in just as they normally would, and then uh, then we'll get people started doing things from from the API and and at the console level and and at the scripting level via Python. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a fantastic. Another another great session. I guess I understand all that, so I don't know if I have other questions. It's always good when I'm confused because then I can ask, uh, how's that going to work? What are you, you going to do? I guess one of the things that strikes me is you talk Python. The REST APIs, you can use other languages, right? So, I mean, this you're going to be training. You're going to use Python as an example, but I could install a different – I could use PHP or something else. To do this? No. Everybody nods and goes, no. Nope. Well, there you go. These are questions I don't know, so I guess I don't know everything. We support six languages, although PHP is not one of them. Uh, it, it's not that it couldn't be. PHP can do REST. So. I, I knew that. I just thought I would give them a hard time. And the, and the best thing about this is once you learn how our APIs work specifically, right, the, like changing the languages, it's really a personal preference. Sometimes it's dictated by what you do work. So once you know how our APIs work, it's really easy to switch between our SDKs and all that. That's really one of the benefits that we try to have a consistent interface. And so for our customers, we're really providing that choice. And so it's not like you need to learn Python. It's just kind of getting started. And I think if you guys get to the last quick enough, you can probably ping Steve or Tian Hao on some other SDKs that we have, and you can try that out during the session. Yeah, so you mentioned being at the hackathon, and, and yeah, we will definitely be there. Um, I'm really interested to see you know, how people use the SDKs. I'm interested to see what sort of questions they come up with. Uh, I'm really interested to see um, you know, the, sort of the ratio of operating systems that people use versus Windows versus OS X versus Linux, uh, and then the different, you know, different uh, development tools people are using. I'm, I'm curious about what kind of IDEs they're using, what sort of tooling they have. Um, and then also, you know, hearing about what their development experience looks like back, you know, when they when they return back to their day day job, because um, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, what are their, where are their opportunities where we can actually pr improve the develop developer experience, uh, not just within the SDK, but also within the tooling that they're using to develop apps that that run against VMware's API. All right. Um, Graham. Graham puts in chat, we, we run these live, so I'm watching the chat stream. It's like, why Python and not Power CLI? Show Alan some love, come on. Right. <laughs> I, I think there's a number of different Power CLI sessions at VMworld this year. I know I'm presenting to myself. There's a further four or five that are going on. Uh, they, they did a great blog post listing all of those. Um, I think it's nice to, to show some love to the, the Linux guys and the Python guys for what. Plus, the, 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 uh, Tim, Tim says, you know, we're funding and we're giving prizes. And somehow we had to hobble the vSphere API crowd because they're just too far in advance. I wanted to make them code an assembler. Um, but, you know, the, we settled on maybe not, you know, maybe just doing something a little bit odd. Because I think that is true. There's a plenty of places you can learn PowerCLI right now at the show. So I think this is going to be and a little And the other thing is just like all of VMware throughout, right, this is a great opportunity to meet, you know, VMware engineers. So we're going to have people you know, who work on the SDK. There's going to be engineers engineers, developers there. So we'll be walking around and see if you have questions, you want to grab Alan and have that one specific parcel like question that you know you, you want to ask him, he'll be around as well too. So it's not 
you know, it's not the only time that he's, you know, he's going to be available. He'll be able throughout the conference as well, but and, folks will be around. Yeah, and plus we have to be clear, this is just a training session. If you want to spin up a team that's going to do it in PowerCLI or some other language, you're welcome to do that. This is just so that we have threads, we have conversational streams so that people have an idea of what they should probably be working on, but the, the characteristics of what your team does is pretty much up to the team, right? Absolutely. There's a bunch of PowerCLI-based teams actually in the list already. So I definitely recommend you go look at those and see if there's any spots available to, to join the hackathon teams. Or there's a couple of places where you can put your own team in as well. So we're just going to make them code backwards. That way, you know, some other challenge besides <laughs> another power CLI. You know, one thing I will throw in there is, is the fact that just because we're doing it in Python doesn't necessarily mean that somebody couldn't uh, follow along the exact same steps they're doing, except, except for configuring their environment to Python. Um, they could grab one of the other SDKs and actually follow along the same steps that we're doing with Python. Um, that's one of the nice things about the, the REST API. It's very common across the different SDKs. So if somebody wants to take a language and do it in, and consume the API in a different language, they can totally do that. And so uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be against trying to help somebody that's doing, using a different language uh, you know, in this session. But yeah, the focus is going to be on Python. But um, that's you know, great. The SDKs I, are set up, yeah. set up the same way. So when you look through the getting started, they're, you know, they're very common. And we've been trying to be very consistent. Um, so uh, you know, it's, it's not a hard thing to do. So COBOL is OK then? COBOL is the language is fine? Yeah, yeah. OK. <laughs> the, the chat did ask about COBOL and Fortran. But I don't think that there's a, if you want to write your own SDK you know, ahead, ahead of the event, then that's probably, uh, if you can donate that back, that would be great. But I, I think you know, to your point, um, the kind of what this is sparking is interacting with the, with the APIs, right? And, and using that for automation and doing the business logic or whatever inside the actual language that you're doing. And, and that, so that really the implementation, implementation languages, I don't want to say beside the point, but it really it's the interaction with the SD, the API that is uh, the key. Exactly. The concepts you're learning are the same. It doesn't matter what language you call it on. It, it just becomes a, a, almost a religious war at the end of the day. You know, you get the people with their Ruby signs on the left-hand side of the room and the Python signs on the right-hand side of the room, and the Power CLI guys are kind of surrounding them all. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's it's definitely a religious war, and it, it's whatever makes sense for you to do your job. That you know, these all exist because people learn different languages. They they take advantage of them. They're written in different ways for different use cases. So yeah, we, we just want to give you the tools to do your job. We don't care what language you use. Right. We don't judge. API. That's what we're emphasizing here. API. Okay. Well, Steve, thanks a lot for you know doing a training session. I know it's just a ton of work for all the all the people. I should also uh, tell Ji Yoon thank you as well because you know there's just work in here, and, and you don't make any more money. They don't give you a big bonus for doing this, right? <laughs> this is just because you love the community and you love the API. Yeah, no, this will be a really fun session. It'll be my first time at VMworld. Um, I haven't quite been with VMware a year yet, um, so this will be my first VMworld session. So I'm really looking forward to to going and attending. Huh, great. All right. Thanks a lot. Perfect. Um, next up, we have another session. Uh, it's integrated VMware APIs and Amazon Echo. Uh, so Cody, Cody D. Arkland. Cody, you still on the call? I am still here. Fantastic. Um, so why don't you do the same? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Uh, how long have you been in the VMware ecosystem? And then we'll get into what your session is. So I'm a, I'm a core SE. Out of out of the West Coast, so I do stuff for state and local government. And I've, I've been at VMware for about six, a little over six months now, uh, but I've been working with VMware products for 
eight years, seven or eight years. Um, funny enough, I just started getting into kind of the API space in probably about the past two, two or three years. Um, I've had a blast working with the with the Amazon Echo. I have to be careful not to say Alexa too loud, or things will start going off in my office, and it'll it'll be tough to manage. So, um, <laughs> right. But you know, a lot of a lot of the reason why I bought an Amazon Echo was to start playing with the APIs and get more experience working with the APIs, but then see how I could make my lab environment or a VMware environment respond to voice and how you could start kind of delegating out tasks and you know tell tell VRI's automation to build you you know, X amount of VMs or, you know, enable DRS on your cluster or set up NTP on your cluster, things like that. So it started off with just a little fun thing I was messing around with, and then I threw a blog post up, and people got really excited about it. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah, it did get it did get everybody's interest. Um, you're you're obviously there is an API that allows you to you know code uh, an echo so that quote Alexa can um, you know respond to voice commands. So there's work there. But what API are you using when you need to then go back and connect to vSphere? So the way architecturally it kind of works is that we connect. We have a, a service inside of well, Amazon has a service within AWS that communicates back down to an endpoint. So we have our we're using Python similar to the previous discussion, um, and we're using a framework that attaches Python called Flask Ask. And uh, obviously, for people who know Python, it, it uses the web framework Flask. And it's basically hosting a web server, right? So the Amazon Web Services will connect into that web server, and it's really at the end of the day, it's all it's all REST calls, right? It's it's a post of data and a get of data back and forth between AWS that kind of dictates how Amazon is going to respond. So we're going to go through in the class, we'll go through building out what are called intents, which are good, good way to think of intents are just like functions in a programming language. They're something that does something. Um, and then we have we're going to build out utterances that are used to call those intents. So, for example, if we want to list all of the clusters, we might make a get clusters intent, and then we'll use the REST API with Python to go out and pull that data down, and we'll do some formatting around the response that is in a readable format, and then have Alexa read it back. And the way I set up the training session, I really I really enjoyed that everyone was excited to have it in GitHub because I, I figured that was the best way to do it. So I have about nine eight or nine modules that I'm going to go through the class with, and it'll start off with, hey, how do I just host a basic basic Flask server in Python? Then how do I make some skills that don't use a REST API? So just how do I ask Alexa something and have her respond back to me? Then we're going to tap into the REST API and go in and actually pull some data back and do some stuff with it. Right? I don't want to spoil, don't want to spoil the party, <laughs> but we'll do some stuff and manipulate the data a little bit. Um, we'll go in and we'll touch a little bit of clarity We'll build a management interface around it so that we can actually configure an endpoint so we're not always doing kind of static values in our code. So we'll have a little interface where someone can type in what vCenter they want to connect to and the username password. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit, if, if time permits, we'll talk a little bit about how we can um, do changes to an environment using what Amazon calls slots. So being able to tell NSX to create a virtual wire named production. Uh, and then we're going to talk about throwing it into, con in, into a container and hosting it with like vSphere integrated containers or something like that. I'm I'm absorbing all that. 
and and it sounds interesting. Um, I know that we we built a little bit of this work with your your stuff that you checked in, and it, and it and it does work. Um, we also implemented some templates through V Realize Automation, right, to do that. So I know that you yep. can you can get some advanced capabilities there to be able to define your templates and then just say, hey, deploy a, a web server. You want to talk a little bit about that? I don't know if you're going to get into that or not. We probably won't get into doing a lot with uh, VRI's automation in the training. We'll definitely enable it, right? We'll talk about how the APIs will let you do that. But um, to your point, when you start getting into the VRI's automation space and you have a catalog, or even you know, if people don't have VRI's automation, if they just have VRI's orchestrator, um, you can really get into these crazy workflow concepts. You know, If you want to set up SRM to do a failover between environments, it'd be a very easy thing to, to build a, a voice command workflow that would let you trigger an SRM failover or build out a web server. Um, I'm fielding a hackathon team, so I'm, 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 guarding, I'm guarding the depths of how far this can go to protect, to protect the future intellectual property. Of the, of the hackathon. <laughs> of the hackathon. Right. You can't yeah. give it away. It is a competition, right? So and, it, it is a competition. To reiterate, and to reiterate, this is very similar to what kind of Steve mentioned, right? It's kind of once you learn how to use an API, and it doesn't even have to be a VMware API, right? It's really the possibilities are endless. I actually took Cody's work initially, where he focused on the vCenter REST APIs, and I actually extended it to consume our existing SOAP-based API as well as our vSAN management API. And I can now actually ask, you know, the health of my vSAN cluster rather than doing a bunch of clicks. I can actually ask the cluster what's going on, which VM is in protector if I wanted to protect the VM. And the point here is that once you know the APIs, right, it's really doing that integration. So that's really, you're going to kind of see a common theme of like once you understand how to operate with the APIs, and you don't have to be a developer, right? And that's kind of the point across here is that we can easily get something up and running and show something really cool. In this case, it's something with uh, voice. I'm just wondering if Cody's listening to this at home on his speakers and we could say something like, Alexa, delete all my VMs. <laughs> So, oh, you didn't so use the right you joke. Word. All I'm going to say, Alan, is you joke. But this will come back up. What you said will come back up. All right. Um, so are you are you going to actually physically have Alexa as part of your environment there that that, that you're going to be able to then run something, do some demos uh, if if your if your if your code works in your training session? When my code works in the training session. Cool. Thank, thank you. Thank oh. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, will, I will be bringing an Echo with me. Um, I, so I, I can uh, just we'll, see all 50 people in your training session saying, hey, hey Alexa, order me 1,000 razors. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> it's going like, to be the most laid-back training session. No typing. Yeah, that's right. We're not going to be coding for very much longer. I'm, I'm really actually you know, excited about this project. I'm actually working with Cody on it. And, and the coolest part is that, you know, participants will be able to go through some samples, and then we'll be able to explore a little bit, and we'll be able to take those samples, upload it to Alexa, and actually run through some of that. And, right, again, so we're trying to do everything live. Nothing is scripted, and so it's all about live demos. Right, right. Well, that that sounds great. I mean, thanks thanks a lot for doing that, Cody. Thanks for getting into the space. You're kind of a little mini rock star around around the company now because we're all talking about it and looking at it and trying to make it work ourselves. It's, it's kind of a fun project, but at the same time, it uses the vSphere APIs, which is also good. Gets you exposure to that, so um, it, it's a win win for everybody. I think so. Thanks a lot for for doing that, and thanks for being there. I assume you'll be around for the hackathon as well during the evening. Yeah, so I'm fielding I'm fielding a team. Um, oh, that's right. And we're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah. be doing some really. I, I, have a, I have a cool plan, and I'll and I'll give a little hint. A lot of the stuff that we've been doing so far with Alexa has been 
kind of what I'd call more of like a linear concept, right? We ask her something, she responds, or we ask her to do something and she responds. But what if we could take that to the next step and actually go through several stages of that, have her make a decision based on those things and produce a result out of it that's dynamic and changes based on what was said. So that's the big hint right. about the kind of things we're going to be working on. Skynet? Yeah, right, yeah. right. And then she's going to shut off all of the hackathons. And take it, it really, as, as soon as Alexa <laughs> showed up, it really, the Skynet really kind of got scary, right? Because all of a sudden <laughs> right. you hear about the military and enabling some devices that can actually shoot things, and you're like, wait a minute, this, this is not so good. Um, Okay, well, thanks a lot for coming on the show, and thanks a lot for doing that to the three session session owners. We really appreciate that. And just a shout-out to Henry Zhang, who can't be with us now. He's going to be there talking about open-source projects for enterprise cloud computing and native apps, native applications. I think, is he out of China? Yeah, he's based out of China, leading right. the effort on, on, on Admiral, I believe. And so yeah. I, I spoke with the guys that, you know, lab over in Palo Alto. So they're going to be showing off uh, some really cool stuff with vSphere Endocrine Containers. And if you think you've seen it all, you've not seen it all, I'll just leave it at that. So, um, they're doing some stuff with Admiral, Harbor. And so this is kind of the whole framework. So if you're really interested in containers, interested in trying it out, and you, you've never... Uh, didn't know how to get started, this is a great session to check it out. And the, and the good news about that session is that's the only one that's not at 50 yet. I think we're at like 30 or so. There's like 35. So there's like 15, 20 slots out there. So if you're listening and you want to come to the hackathon in the evenings, you know, it's fun for that first hour to be in some kind of training session. So go go sign up for that one and, and learn learn a little bit about it. And I know the, the guys in Asia have done really great open source projects. I think they're the number one open source project in downloads from, from GitHub right now. So... Uh, should should be pretty good. Uh, before, Tim Bonneman, I want to get to you some some questions about hackathon, food, and so forth. But before I get to that, uh, back to the the training sessions for Europe. I know that we're not going to have everybody uh, at Europe doing the training sessions, but we are going to try to record the training sessions. So if you're part of the hackathon in Europe, you can you know watch the training sessions uh, ahead of time, right? And so that when you come to the hackathon, you have an opportunity to. To at least be trained, but I don't think we're going to be doing the training sessions in Hackathon. Maybe some of the people are going to be there. I'm not sure yet. I don't know if we have that ironed out, uh, but I know we're going to attempt to record the training sessions so that people that are coming to the Europe Hackathon will actually be able to do the yeah, same. And even if you didn't yeah. attend the VMworld or the Hackathon itself, we're, you know, we're asking all the trainers to provide their slide content, all the GitHub repos, so we'll put a blog post together with all that so you can download that and then take it at your own leisure. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, that's what code.vmware.com and the sample exchanges for as well is give you pointers into GitHub for the project. So absolutely, we we're committed to doing that. So Tim, are you, st are you still with us on the call? Yep, I'm here. All right, great. So uh, talk to me about the food. Uh, is it, it, what it, what, we're, there's going to be food. I don't know if it's a, it's not really a dinner, right? So people might want to try to get some food you know, between five and six before they show up. But there will be enough food for the evening, right? Yes, there will be food uh, starting from 8 o'clock and uh, going all evening. So we'll be replenished. If we run empty, we'll be replenished. Oh, so we hear. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's so, both U.S. and Europe, right? Yes. Correct. All right. Good. And then alcohol, there will be alcohol. I think we're going to have beer, right? I don't think it's an open yeah. bar, but there will there will be beer. I mean, do we need more alcohol than just beer? <laughs> Yeah, no, there will be beverages. It's you know, right. it's 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 hard work, but also a party. So, you know, good mix. 
Good, good. So, okay, so so maybe get some dinner before you show up unless you're, you know, a European uh, or very thin and don't need many calories. Uh, but if you're if you're like me, you might want to get some dinner before you come. But then there will be food throughout the night, so that should be good. Prizes, I know there are going to be some prizes. Oh, before I get to prizes, why don't we talk about judging? I know that you're recruiting judges, uh, and we're going to try to publish the judging criteria ahead of time this year. Last year, we kind of kind of judged, you know, we announced what the you, the judges were going to be, recruited some judges from the audience, and then gave prizes. This year, um, what are we doing with judging this year? Yeah, so I think this, just like the VMware Code program as a whole, I think the, the, the hackathon judging is moving up the maturity level, the maturity ladder bit by bit. Um, we're going to be meeting today, later today, to talk about the, the, um, the rubric, scoring rubric, and uh, hope to announce the judges early next week, um, probably three or maybe five judges. All right. All right. And then this this year prizes, I know that um, we're going to give maybe two of the, um, if we can manage to hold on to them before, <laughs> two of the servers, we're not going to give out all the servers. We spent some, some a little bit bigger budget this year to have all the servers in place to handle the, the bigger number of people yeah, at the we're event. Not, we're not going to be giving the PD nooks away this year. These are some pretty badass servers that were given away. So mm. the grand prize, and I think, Eric, you think you were going to add something to that prize as well, too? Yeah, that's right. So, so I think we were going to give away two of the servers, um, and then, you know, and the, the, the winning team will raffle that off of between the members. Um, then we're also going to have the Amazon Bigger Echoes, whatever, I don't know the name of the, there's the dot, and then there's the, so we're going to give away some dots. Um, we're probably going to give away maybe 25, 30 dots throughout the event, depending on judging. So we'll have off odd, you know, prizes, of course, the smallest bit of code or things like that. Uh, I'm not coming up with those rules, but we'll give it dots. But then for the winning team, we're going to give the bigger Amazon Echo away. Uh, so I guess it's Echoes. So there's dots and Echoes. So we're going to be giving away Echoes to each of the team members, uh, which is yeah, a $150 device or some number like that. You know, this is, this is like going to be a really awesome grand prize, so hopefully that uh, stirs up some competition and all that. And like you said, we're going to give away two of the Super Micro servers. These are going to contain 64 gigs of memory. Great platform for vSAN. Uh, there's a high chance of getting one, right? Because it's only going to be going to the winning team. And it's going to be raffled right. with them that we're giving away yeah. two. Yeah. And William and even sign it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah, you know, assuming that everything makes it there, uh, uh, you know, it is kind of challenging to go from the Vegas show to the to the to the to the Europe show this year because it's only a week at a time. But we've got strategies for all that, so it's been a lot of work. So, you know, I'd just like to thank everybody that's involved in this because it is a big effort this year. If this year we we have a space for 300 people, right? You know, 150 observers that can come and party with us, and then another potentially 100 plus people, 150, 50, depending on where we end up on teams um, coming to the coming in. So we we scaled this out. Um, any thoughts on next year? Like, um, it almost feels like we've got these sessions now, which I think are actually kind of neat. Uh, I could see where we would, next year might want to, if this works, start it at three or four, right, and have a little bit more of a conference feel to it where you can actually take a couple sessions and then come join the hackathon, right? Because we filled up the, the training sessions, so it, there clearly is demand, definitely to, demand to spend time learning how to write code and being in a coding environment with your laptop as opposed to being over in a workshop in the labs where it's more instructor-led and you're by yourself. Uh, I could see this moving forward as we move 
we go along, right? Yeah, and this year we made a bunch of changes based upon the feedback that we received last year. So, you know, one of the things we're going to be doing at the hackathon is what's working, what's not working. Tell us what you want to see next year. You know, you guys impacted us a lot this year, so right. we want to hear your feedback again, and we want to know what, how we can make this better next year, how we can make it bigger. Well, and the, the truth is, we got to say thanks to all the all the people, the audience, and the and the members in the community oh, because uh, I think there, I think the total cost of last year's hackathon was like. 20k, right? We had mini servers. We had nothing. I think the total cost for this year is over 100k because we have more rooms. We have session rooms. We have that. And the reason we got that budget was because everybody wrote Pat and wrote, you know, communicated out on Twitter that this was the coolest event that we had seen and and wanted to be see it grow. And so that enabled us um, to to go to upper management and get the money we needed to to make it a bit bigger this year. There you go. Session feedback is important. 5x budget. That's what I heard, guys. Yeah. Well, we had some of the, some of the hackathon members actually send Pat mail going, why aren't we doing more of this? Yeah, those, those yeah. are great feedback. After the fact, me and me and Alan, we just got a ton of email both from internal as well as customer in the field and saying this was awesome. A lot of the field folks were actually uh, a little bit annoyed that they didn't get the email notification about it. And so their customers were like, oh, we would love to attend it. And so really give that feedback and just let any VMware person know um, that that's something that you really enjoyed. And that was the feedback that we saw last year is that it made a lot of customers' events for VMworld. And it was something unique and different. That's never been offered before in the past and stuff, so they really appreciate that. Awesome. Hey, Tim, are, are we actually going to be able to turn that training, the recorded training around in time for people to look at before VMworld Europe? Oh, we're working on that, yes. That's the, that's the idea. Cool. No guarantees, but we're going to try to make it happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I could see where if we don't manage to get that, to ha- that would be less interesting for people to come. It's still a great thing in Europe, right? I mean, everybody's going to be there, or you know, William and Alan. Who else needs to be there? Right? Like we're going to, we're going to be there. But I think that getting getting the training there, Steve will be there. Um, I believe, but I'm not sure uh, whether Cody is going to be there or not. I I, I believe Cody's going to be there as well. Cody, are you still on? I am not going to be in VMworld Europe unless. In, unless somebody's got budget, <laughs> but oh. but I will not be in Europe. All right. Well, no. we'll have to take that as a note. Somebody has to have budget, and see if we can squeeze out a little more budget and get you over there. Where where are you based? By the you're in you're in East Coast, I think you said, right? No, Sacramento, Sacramento, California. Sacramento. Oh, Sacramento. Okay. Kind of like the East Coast. That's no problem. We'll just ship you over there in a crate. Right. Put me in one of Williams' duffel bags. I go budget. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can go in my suitcase. I'm just, I'm in Brentwood. I'm not too far. Yeah, yeah. Well, we kind of a tall, kind of a tall guy. It'll, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Try kind to, of tall. Try to try to try get to. you there, and uh, we always we always try to make Europe as as exciting as whole as as the U.S. Right, and that's that's always our objective. Well, to to prime the pump, right? If you are going to VMworld Europe, and this is a session that you wanted to see, and you're missing it then that is something that you should put in your feedback at VMworld Europe. Why didn't I get to see this cool session that Cody was doing? We don't we don't want that we don't want that feedback. We, <laughs> no, 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 no. That just gets us yelled at. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, no, but it, it is true. Feedback feedback's always fun. Right. So So it sounds like a good event. Well one, one more uh, little thing that I wanted to uh, sounds like we're wrapping up a little bit. One more thing I wanted to uh, to give you, if you're not excited enough about being at the hackathon already, is that um, here at VMware, we also have internal hackathons. And recently, I was lucky enough to work on a team with William and Steve and uh, some other people from VMware. Um, 
at one of these hackathons, uh, and it was very similar to what we're doing on the on the Monday night, just a, a, a day or a two day event actually. Um, we produced something pretty cool, and I don't want to you know I don't want to say Alexa is going to be boring after this, but um, I think this is pretty awesome. And um, on the on the Monday night, I'm going to be bringing it along to show you exactly what we achieved during that time. And there's also a session on the uh, Tuesday where I'll be talking on stage with Ragu and some of the other uh, leaders at VMware, and we'll be giving you a demonstration of what we produced. Um, I, I'm not going to say too much about it, but I'm just going to say um, virtual reality is pretty damn cool. Do you get to have, I, every time everybody says that, virtuality is really cool, I go, do you get a little puke bucket next to, next to yourself so that when you start feeling sick? How are people going to experience this if you're on a keynote? Like, um, do, you, do we give out 10,000 uh, headsets where everybody, ah, you know, the I, thing is, confused. If you want to experience it, you come to the hackathon on the Monday night. I'm more than willing to take people through the experience, I would say. Um, on the on the Tuesday, sure, you've got to sit there and you've got to watch me having fun. And I know that I know, I've heard a little bit about this. There's going to be some pretty cool tech that allow audience members to see what you're seeing in your in your headset to some degree, right? Uh, Maybe no. I don't know. I'm not allowed to say that. I, you you, you don't have to confirm yet. or deny any of that, right? I, I cannot right. confirm that. Right. <laughs> I, I what I did here is in Vegas. You know they they've got hydraulics under the entire you know you know gen session room and when, you know when you lean to the right the whole place is going to sh shift and, <laughs> cool. yeah completely yeah. completely immersed yeah. right <laughs> physically as well <laughs> so all I gotta say just go to, go through the sessions yeah It'll be awesome the, the, so so you're gonna have sessions and you might show up in a gen session on a stage somewhere yeah on the Tuesday definitely I believe it's two o'clock uh, look for the session with Ragu and Mark Lohmeyer. And uh, Guido from Music uh, Computing, um, and then on the Monday night, come along because you will be able to experience it. I'll have the equipment with me, and we'll get people immersed, and we'll show them exactly what we managed to achieve in a in a hackathon environment. That sounds really cool. That's worth it just in itself, right? Yeah. You know, assuming you don't get motion sickness too. Can you control how crazy it gets? You won't get motion sickness. I guarantee okay. It. All right. He guarantees it. Right. Perfect. Um, anything else before, before we end? We're kind of, kind of coming up to the top of the hour. We start, started five minutes late as we got everybody settled, but uh, happy to uh, open, open the mic up for any questions before we, uh, before we finish up this week. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Really excited. I, neat. We're expanding it. Uh, I hope the last 25 slots uh, fill up. If people need to get on a team, uh, there is a Google Doc. You can reach out to William or Alan uh, and get yourself on a team. We're working to get everybody slotted in. If you have an idea for another team, I don't know how many tables we have open, or whether we have the uh, capacity to add any more teams. We might be locked and loaded on that right now. Um, but uh, there, there's still some slots on teams. So uh, get in. There's still slots on the, slots on the hackathon registration. And if you're you know, evangelist listening to us, the expert, anybody else out there got a Twitter account, hey, retweet some of our stuff let people know that there's still some slots we'd love to have you know the thing at capacity because if we're at capacity that means next year we can we can say we're at capacity and get bigger budget and try to try to do more cool stuff like along yeah i've seen i've seen a lot of people uh 
sitting on the fence waiting to see what's going to be left and it, it's getting towards the end now yeah yeah you know, these slots are running out there's, fast, there's literally so only like 15 on the one of the session yeah, yeah, you're, you're gonna miss out if you're listening you, to you this you sh- if you're listening live you still got chance if you're listening to this pre-recorded on your way home on a podcast on itunes yeah, you, yeah you might be too late but <laughs> we won't sit, put that till the end of the show where you've listened to the whole thing gotten excited and now you're like I think there's still room. I think if you're desperate, uh, you can you can show up. You can you know you can wedding crash a hackathon. I don't think we're gonna you know have anybody at the gate saying where's your ID. Um, you heard that here, right? Um, I think it's good. I think we're gonna have room. It's in the. I think it's in what hotel is it in? It's in the Pyramid Hotel, the Luxor. 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 It's gonna be at the Luxor in the U.S. Yeah, great. Uh, so you can probably find us there. And then in Europe, it's going to be at the same place we were last year, uh, off into the city, right? Oh, that's, so, a, that's a great spot. It was a great spot, yeah, yep. And I think we're, we're, we're squeezing more people in this year, so right. just a few more teams, and it should, should, should also be a lot of fun. And we ordered more food that I could recognize, I think. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> the chat says that Cody did his, um, his Alexa skill stuff on uh, V Brown Bag. A couple of weeks ago, so um, if you want a preview, maybe you should go check that out. Uh, C. Waswater says that he went to a VMUG and actually won an Echo Dot uh, doing uh, some of the dev stuff. There had a something up and running in less than an hour uh, with no previous skill. So that's really awesome. That is cool. That is one of the challenges of a hackathon and session training when you show up with your laptop. I know we did this a couple of years ago with DevOps where we had people come in and try to run mini sessions, and it is really challenging to get your content in a package that people can get installed and digest in an hour and a half for a training session. And even in the hackathon, it's, it's, it's hard to get that going. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, uh, we're at the top of the hour. We will be again back again next week. So thanks for listening. Thanks for showing up live in the chat. We have like 30 people here. That's great. Thanks for everybody that's doing the, the work on the hackathon. And I'm excited to see everybody there. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Going to hit the big red stop button now.